0: Good evening, thank you for coming. Uh, Keep in mind, uh, from this point forward, we got Minchamar going on, so keep coming back at this time throughout the week. Fantastic. Continuing in the Hilchom Igla, this morning we mentioned, Shechan Aruch says, So both men and women are obligated to read the Megillah or hear the Megillah read on Purim. We already mentioned there's a requirement both at night and during the day. They might have a different level of requirement, but in theory, men and women are both included. Now, we said, hold on one second, we know that women are exempt from positive time-bound mitzvot, mitzvot shazman grama. So this is a positive mitzvah, read the Megillah, it's time bound. You have to do it once at night on perm di- uh, night and once perm day. It's time bound, so women should be exempt. So why are we saying Hakol Chayavim that everyone is obligated and women too? So we answered up ah, because even though yes, women are exempt from positive time bound mitzvot mitzvot as seishas grama. Nevertheless, they too were included in the miracle of Purim. And we mentioned this morning two different ways to understand that. Either that means that they were beneficiaries of the miracle, they too were saved, their lives were in theory uh, threatened by the decree of Haman and Achash Ferosh, but they were ultimately saved as beneficiaries of the miracle. They therefore celebrate similarly to the men, and they would be required to read the Megillah. The other position is that, no, they were instrumental in bringing the Nase. And we know that Esther plays a pretty significant, maybe the most significant role uh, in the Purim story, so therefore women would be obligated as well. So we started to tease out this morning... Oh, What does that mean, obligation-wise? What we mean by that is, how do we look at what happens with this p'tur and then a new chiv, right? We have an exemption and then we say the exemption is removed. So in theory, you could look at it in two different ways. You could argue that men and women start off at the same level, we are obligated in mitzvot, okay? Pretty egalitarian and nice, everyone's happy, right? Then we say, but hold on one second, if it's a positive time bound mitzvah, then women are p'turot, they're exempt. So now men and women no longer on the same level, Do with that as you will. Now all of a sudden we say, but if it's a positive time, where women were the beneficiaries or instrumental in bringing about the miracle, so then they are again obligated. So what happens at that point? Do we say we've now restored them to their initial level, and initially men and women were equals, or do we say that no, they're not back to the same level. They have a new ancillary obligation to read the Megillah. So it sounds like a silly question, and it shouldn't make a difference, because at the end of the day, they're going to be obligated. But one important practical consequence between these two ways of looking at it is if men and women are on the same level, so then hypothetically a woman could be Motsi, a man. She could read the Megillah for a man, and he could fulfill his obligation. Now, that's only going to work if we say that yubo the fact that they were beneficiaries or instrumental in bringing about the miracle, that restores the them to their original obligation, right? If they go back to level one, so men and women are both at level one, shouldn't make a difference. But if you say that, no, because there was that exemption and then we bumped them back up, this is a new obligation altogether, so then we wouldn't necessarily be able to say that women would be able to be motzi men. So that's going to be a very, very important conversation. If you look throughout the big discussion uh, in halacha as to whether or not women can be motzi men, it seems like, it seems like that it's probably best that they... Do not, they do not, but if it is a uh, real uh, situation of onus, if it's makoma dechak, right, there's a really, really tough situation, we might argue that your best bet is to actually have a woman uh, read Megillah for you. Now again, hopefully we won't be in those extenuating circumstances and we could uh, fulfill all obligations, best case scenario. One other interesting conversation that comes up is that we've uh, been noting, and we've said this a much in uh, previous years, I don't know how much we've said it this year, but we always try to read the Megillah. Oh no, we did, we sp- spoke about it this year. We read the Megillah, Berov Am, we try to have as many people there as possible because Berov Am Hadra Melech. With the great multitudes, it brings glory to the king. We want to have as many people as possible engage in the mitzvah at once. That's why we don't like so much these little boutique Megillah readings where people are like, well, you know, we're going to be fasting until so late this year and the Megillah reading takes so long and they're clapping human for this, right? So come to my house, we'll read it and in 10 minutes, we'll be eating, it'll be great, right? No, we don't want that. We want to have as many people as possible. We still want to keep things moving, right? We don't want to clap home forever because we also want to eat, but we want to have as many people as possible. The question is, does that apply to women as well? Are women also, right? Okay, we know they have to hear the Megillah, but are they including this idea of Birov Am Hadrat Melech? Where might that come up? So Katie and I have this situation uh, very frequently, right? So we both need to hear the Megillah, right? So one of us, let's say, is going to go to the beach at our at and then someone's going to go later. Well, who should go to the early meeting and who should go to the later one? So maybe you would argue, well, if only men are obligated, Birov'am, right, that they should be at the big uh, public gathering, so then, the, you know, I should go to the early reading, and Kate will go to the smaller one that's later. If you're gonna tell me that, no, they also are part of Birov'am, hadra Melech, so then we would say, they could go either way, and you guys could duke it out, I don't know, flip a coin, or uh, <laughs> odds and evens. however it is that you wanna work it out, that would be an, uh, an interesting question. It seems like most postgame assume that women are included, and they should also hear the Megillah in the largest possible reading. Again, we understand that that's not always possible. If you've got little kids at home, someone's got to stay at home. But it seems like most postkin would encourage women to go to the largest uh, reading that they could go to. So two interesting wrinkles within the, the question of uh, women's obligation to read or hear the Megillah, uh, where it might be similar to, or might be different to, uh, the, uh, the requirement or obligation that men have. Everyone have a wonderful evening. Rabbi Hanan, Melkash, Romerat, Tzadosh Baruch, Luz Akol Yisrael.